Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Med- Medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. The sexually liberated woman gets her orgasms from Shock Rubs, the original crystal sex toy company that makes beautiful, handcrafted pleasure tools from pure crystal. Crystals are a natural, earth-made material that awaken higher levels of consciousness, help you work through emotional imbalances, and heal deep core wounding. Take all of that, put it in a sex toy, and you've got yourself a mighty orgasmic tool. I recently got an amethyst chakra as a gift, and I've been loving playing with the intense and incredibly healing vibes this crystal gives me. Shock rubs not only gets me off, but helps me create an intentional self-pleasure practice that urges me to feel deeply and reconnects me to my inner wisdom. And my orgasms are incredible. So if you want to bring sacredness and new levels of sensuality to your erotic life, head to shockrubs.com and use my code liberation to get 15% off your purchase. That's C-H-A-K-R-U-B-S dot com, promo code LIBERATION for 15% off your next purchase. Tell them Evian sent you, and may your orgasms be plentiful. Hey everyone, I'm Evian Whitney, and this is The Sexually Liberated Woman. Before we get into today's conversation, I have an announcement to make. After today's episode, The Sexually Liberated Woman will be taking a break for the winter. When November rolls around, that's my cue to slow the fuck down, (laughs) go a little inward, and give myself more space to just be. And it's not just because it's freaking cold outside and it's getting pitch dark here now at 4.30. During this time, I try to be a lot more vigilant with my self-care, and I start ramping down some of the projects I have on my plate. One of those being this very podcast. So to go with the flow of the season and to honor my own need and desire to take some space from this thing, I'm putting the sexually liberated woman on pause for a few months. 
And listen, (laughs) I know that the last time I went on hiatus, I was gone for like an entire year, (laughs) but I promise you I will be coming back and I will be coming back super soon. And one of the reasons I'll be able to come back soon is because of the incredible support I have from my Patreon community. You guys have heard me talk all year about my Patreon, and I want you to know that this is no joke. Your donations seriously help. Like, if it weren't for the continued support of my patrons, the likelihood of me coming back to this podcast at all (laughs) would be slim. Because it costs money to make this podcast. It takes a lot of time and a lot of work on my end. And I know this is going to sound dramatic, but seriously, if it weren't for my patrons, the sexually liberated woman wouldn't be possible. So I want to take a moment to give love and gratitude to every one of my active patrons. And they are Alistair, Alyssa, Aria, Ariana, Chantelle, Elizabeth, Aaron, Hannah, Heather, Jasmine, Jesse, Jordan, and Jordan is also my amazing transcriptionist. So thank you twice to you, girl. <laughs> Cactus, Kelly, Lane, Leah, Lydia R, and Lydia S, Madeline, Marina, Mike, Monica, Samantha, Sarah, Savannah, Taylor, and Virginia. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for your help in keeping this podcast going so strong this year. With your help this year, I was able to hire an editor and a transcriptionist. I was also able to buy better equipment, so I sound a little bit better than those first few episodes I did. And I was also able to afford to host this podcast on a platform that helped me get on Spotify's platform, which was major for me this year. So you all have helped me and the sexually liberated woman tremendously, and it's beyond words how grateful I am for you. I literally cannot express it. I also have some new patrons to shout out. These are people who joined the community within the last week, and they are Emmanuel, Kayla, Rachel, and Julia. Thank you all for becoming brand new patrons of The Sexually Liberated Woman. You are literally amazing. And even though the sexually liberated woman will be on hiatus for the winter, you can still become a patron. Actually, you should become a patron. Just go to patreon.com slash SLW podcast and chip in as little per month as a dollar to help support me as I create a new season. Well, actually, I don't do seasons, but you know what I mean. In exchange for your monetary support, during the hiatus, I'll be sending you exclusive updates and sneak previews of the upcoming season, uh, fake season because I don't do seasons, (laughs) Uh, and other fun things to stay in touch with you guys. I actually just shared my first video greeting a few days ago, which was a little embarrassing because I looked so tired. (laughs) But hey, when you join my Patreon, you get the realness. 
So if you want to keep in touch and know the moment the sexually liberated woman is going out of hibernation, go to patreon.com slash SLW podcast and become one of my beloved, amazing, lovely, fantastic patrons. And thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, let's get into today's conversation, which I'm really stoked to share with you. It's a chat I had with Che Che Luna about her sexual liberation journey and how she became sexually free. In my work as a sexuality doula and sex educator, I've had the privilege of working with some incredible women and femmes who are ready to change and dramatically heal their sexualities. They come to me because they've spent years feeling sexually inhibited, years feeling shame and dogma and trauma, and they're tired of it. They're tired of being disconnected from their bodies. They're tired of the old stories and insecurities that are blocking their sexual expression. They want to feel more free. They want more pleasure, more intimacy, more sensuality, more confidence, more joy in their sexual lives. And they're ready to do whatever it takes to finally step into that. And my work with Che Che was no exception. Che Che came to me a bit further along in her sexual liberation journey than most of the people I typically work with. She had a deep connection with her body. She had a sensuality practice that she showed up for on a consistent basis. She had reconciled with much of the shame that weighed down her sexuality in the past. But there was still something missing for her. She wanted more intimacy with her wife. She wanted to challenge some of the negative stories around her arousal and orgasm. And she really wanted to find her erotic voice. So shortly after she reached out to me, we got to work. And I have to say, her journey into deep and lasting sexual healing was incredible. Like so, so inspiring. I remember watching Che Che blossom into a sensual, powerful woman. I watched her claim and prioritize her pleasure. I watched her transform the sexual relationship she had with her wife. And I mean, all of this was so, so beautiful. But one of the best parts about our work together was that through that work, Che Che became a sex and sensuality coach of her own which I'd like to add, is not uncommon. Actually, a lot of the people I work with have enjoyed and been touched by the experience so much that they go on to become educators and sexual healers of their own. All of this is to say, I feel really, really lucky to have witnessed Che Che blossom. And I feel even more lucky to now consider her a friend and a peer in this brave work. So in this conversation, me and Che Che talk about how she found her sexual voice, the ways she used her solo sexual relationship to deepen the intimacy and pleasure she experiences with her wife, and all of the amazing things she liberated in herself after releasing some super old limiting beliefs that were bestowed upon her by the patriarchy. This conversation was such a pleasure, as was my time working with her. And I'm excited to introduce you to Che Che and her story. 
Oh, and if you want to learn more about Che Che and her work, you can find her at checheluna.com. That's C-H-E-C-H-E luna.com. Okay, here's our conversation. Hey, Che Che, how's it going? Hey, so good. How are you? I'm good. I'm really good. And I'm looking so forward to walking down memory lane about your progress and just your process of sensual and sexual liberation. Mm, Me too. I'm so excited to be here with you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. I mean, one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you and like highlight you is because I loved the work that we did together. I loved how beautifully you always showed up in session and um, the transformations that you went through as a result of us working together. I don't know. I just, I, I'm so inspired by it. I resonate with it so deeply. And so it's literally an honor and a pleasure to have you as part of this conversation. Mm, Thank you so much. That reflection means a lot. And I totally agree. It was like, it was literally life changing to do the work that we did together and like so revolutionary in my life. So yes, yes to all of that. I kind of want to start from the very beginning um, to when we first started working together. Actually, do you know when that was? I mean, it feels like it was forever ago, but I know that it wasn't. (laughs) I know that it was like, it was like, yeah, when was it? I almost feel like no, it couldn't have been a year ago. No. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, fe- it doesn't feel like it was that long ago. Um, oh, my God. Maybe it was a year ago. I think I did reach out last summer. And then we, like, had a gap before we actually started. Wow. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was a year ago. Whoa, that's amazing. That's pretty crazy. Like, for whatever reason, I was thinking that, like, oh, we started working together in January. <laughs> but that was not the case. Wow. It really shows me, like, how much, like, it still feels so fresh, like, within my being, like, all the work that we did do. Um, like, I remember it's just so vividly and so clearly. That's That's so wild to think about because it literally feels like, I don't want to say yesterday, but it certainly feels a lot more recent that we were doing this work together. It totally does. So I don't know. I mean, you know, as as we're like kind of geeking over the fact that it was a long, a longer time ago than we expected. I don't know if it's possible for you to think about who you were um, when you did reach out to me last summer. But I'm curious to know about that. Like, where were you at and what was it that made you reach out to wanting to finally do this work? I feel like there was a whisper that started to like speak within me that was like, there's more for you to tap into. Like there's just, there was something that was like calling me that I didn't quite, I wasn't able to articulate it um, for a long time. And, but I was following you and I was following your journey and for like, a while I I was so inspired by the work you were doing and yet I didn't even feel like it was a possibility to work with you for a long time Mm. it was as if I would like like it's a perfect mirror of like where my self-worth was at that time where I was like oh that that works for for other people that are more ready or more worthy or whatever it was 
I didn't even like see it as a potential for me. And then as this like whisper started to get louder, I realized that it was linked to me feeling like I was fragmented. Like I feel like I was moving about my life very much so disconnected from my power, from my body, from my sexuality, from my sensuality. And as that voice kept coming back and kept getting louder and louder, it showed me that like that voice was trying to send me a message. That voice was trying to be like, you are worthy of this work. Like, Mm. even if you're really afraid of it, what if you leaned into it? What if you stepped into it? Like, what if you said yes to work with you, which at that time was terrifying for me. Like it was a really big jump. Um, But it literally ended up being like one of the most powerful yeses and like investments to myself that I've ever made. At that point in my life felt like I wasn't able, I felt like a blockage around my voice. I felt a blockage around being able to advocate for myself. I felt very intense people-pleasing tendencies happening daily. It felt like my cup was empty and I was like moving from a place of depletion and frustration instead of overflow. And I feel also like I intellectually knew like that my sexuality was beautiful and I knew that it was sacred, but I wasn't embodying it. Mm. I wasn't living in alignment with, with that. I really relate to that in so many ways because um, I also have had that kind of intellectual knowledge that my sexuality is beautiful and my body is nothing to be ashamed of and, you know, all these, all these other things. And, but for whatever reason, I wasn't actually living and expressing that in like a real conscious and like open brazen kind of way. And that's actually one of the reasons why I started using uh, or started taking sensual selfies because that was like my one way to really be able to explore and even like reflect the sexual empowerment and the sexual um, positivity that I didn't really feel I was tapping into. So I just, I love that you put words to something that like, I constantly come back to in in terms of like my own origin story about the work that I do, like why it was I started to get more deep into being more open and like also this notion of finding your voice. I mean, again, that's something that so resonates with me. And maybe that's why like the work that you did and the work that I witnessed you do was so powerful for me and so inspiring for me because I saw so much of myself in what you were working through and what you were uncovering and just like giving yourself permission to be. Oh, that's beautiful. And I feel that it's like when I finally gave myself permission to say yes to working with you and to commit to the work, you became like this amazing mirror for me, just like a direct reflection of like, my capacity of, of what I 
already had within me, but was not allowing myself to unlock. And Mm. um, so to hear it from your side, right, saying that back to me is really inspiring and just really beautiful that it goes both ways. What I liked so much about our work together was that like you, you weren't like my typical client. Like usually I get people who have no idea uh, what sexual empowerment looks like for them, what it looks like to embody um, sex positivity. They don't really have a connection with their bodies or their sensuality. Uh, but with you, what I found so interesting about you reaching out to me was that like you were so much further along than most of the people that I tend to work with. Like you're a dancer. You have a really keen sense of body awareness and even like body love that most of the clients that I've worked with didn't really have access to yet. And so I always thought it was, I remember when I got your application and and as I was like, you know, reading through what you wrote and then even the first call that we had together before we had our first session, I was like, does she really need this? Like, (laughs) she's like, she's so much further along and in certain realms. Like, I'm just thinking about like the way that you're so connected to your body and, um, the, the sense of body awareness you had. And so I'm wondering, like, I don't even know if there's a question in there, but I just wanted to acknowledge that, like, to me, it was so fascinating that like, even with the body awareness that you had, and even with this connection to your sensuality and like, not just a intellectual knowledge, but like an emotional and spiritual connection to your sexuality that you had, there was still something missing. And I feel like you alluded to that a little bit talking about, you know, not really being able to use your voice. But I also, I don't know, again, I don't know if there's a question in there, but it just, it just, it was very striking for me that like, yeah, you despite where you were at, there was still more work to be done for you. Yes. And I feel like that speaks to this journey, right? Of like this, like really nonlinear healing that we're all in where it never ends (laughs) and there's always expansion and there's always room. Like that's really, really cool that you had that perspective of where I was. And what's so fascinating is that where I felt like I was, was um, very much lacking, very much like I have so much more to embody Mm. and I have so much more to tap into. I have so much more pleasure to experience that I haven't even felt yet. And like there was all these areas of my life where I felt like I was holding back and where I, there was a lot of um, limited beliefs that I, through our work, like I didn't even realize that I was carrying them And then to identify them and bring light to them and bring awareness to them, I could totally rewrite them. And that was like huge for me. Mm. Do you remember any of those limiting beliefs that you had? I do. There were a lot of beliefs surrounding what my sex should look like or Mm. what it should feel like. Like I had this like very fairy tale like plot in my head that was like, really deep in there and really blocking me from it being present and experiencing pleasure in my body um, when being intimate with myself or with others. And so it was like, I need to orgasm every time I have sex. I need to orgasm 
with my partner when she's orgasming. Mm-hmm. Like there was um, a lot of pressure to perform. There was a lot of goal-oriented sex where we were just like, it was so focused on like reaching this peak orgasm. There was like insecurities in what I looked like during sex and what I should sound like. And those were all things that I was holding on to because I hadn't yet created the space in my life to challenge them. I hadn't yet like questioned them. And so in our work together, you were able to open up this space and guide me in reminding me of all these truths and reminding me that those really unrealistic standards that our culture and that patriarchy like ingrained in me are not true. I was able to really reclaim and rewrite those beliefs for myself. Yeah, I I remember being struck by the conversations that we were having around dismantling a lot of these limiting belief systems about sex, sexuality. And it was so interesting how like you are in queer partnership with your wife. You guys are married now. (laughs) That was like another amazing thing that happened during the time that we were working together was that you guys got married. Uh, And I remember being like, wow, it's so crazy that like these are things that are still that that are coming up for you, particularly because you're in a queer relationship, you know, and it just speaks to how this uh, patriarchal, male gazy, masculine dominated sexual expression, no matter wh- like what our sexual orientation is, no matter who we're, you know, sharing our bed with, no matter what our gender is, like, it's so fucking pervasive. It is. And that that's so true. Like I, like our culture teaches us, right, to be like, oh, there's something wrong with me. There's something wrong with Body, there's something broken within me. Not that the systems are fucked up, right? It's, yes. It's not me, it's the systems. And so, like, that was revolutionary to, like, be able to give that gift to myself to be like, whoa, I am whole and I can create a context daily that does serve me and my body isn't against me and I can trust it and I can trust my voice and all these things that I was taught to, to not trust. Yeah. Oh, I love what you said about like, we're not broken. The system is broken. Like that's so true. You know, like there's, there's nothing wrong with our bodies. There's nothing wrong with our sexualities. It's just the system itself is broken. And like, what a radical thought to not look at ourselves as inherently and fundamentally like flawed, but like to put the responsibility on systems of oppression that have made it their business to keep us small and to keep us insecure, you know? Yes. Like that, I would argue that as a queer woman of color, like to be able to reclaim the truth that I am not broken is like, it feels like, the single most empowering thing I can do yeah. in this life. Like to be like, oh, like I do have, I do have power within me and that power is worthy of, of love, of being seen, of being heard, right? Of acceptance. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's an act of resistance. It literally is an act of resistance to, to be who you are 
as a queer woman of color and then also changing these narratives about sex and sexuality. I remember your relationship was definitely um, one of the areas that felt like it needed some liberation from you, particularly in how you were accessing sex. You don't have to go into any detail, like, you know, say however much you want to. Um, but, but I do know that this was like a really big portion of the work that we did. And I'd be curious to hear like more about that from you. During our work, I had this beautiful foundation with my wife, like this beautiful um, spiritual connection, physical connection, trust. Like we had gone through so many like deep journeys together up until that point. And um, so I feel that this calling within me to like awaken, to like step even deeper into my voice and my sexuality and like self-advocacy was directly going to affect that relationship, right? And like it made me realize that the sex we were having was like we were, it was very much like we were just moving through the motions. Like we were just doing what had worked maybe a year ago, two years ago, and it was it didn't have the presence and like the pleasure potential that I knew it could. Um, and also, but it also always came back to me and it always came back to why am I having such a hard time stating what I want and stating what I need and using my voice during sex. Mm. And, um, that led me to being like, Whoa, okay. I, it's because I don't actually know, like I didn't actually know like what I, how I wanted to articulate what I wanted. Um, what were the words that I wanted to use? What were the things that I didn't like? Where were my boundaries? Those are all things that I let just go. Like I, it up until that moment in my life, I hadn't stood up for myself in being like, these are things that feel good and these are things that don't, or these are things that make me feel um, uncomfortable or these are things, like whatever it was. Um, so that led me to like having to diving into a really like consensual, beautiful relationship with myself in like making more time to self pleasure and making time to explore what does my body like and what does feel good. And then I could take that back into our sex and our relationship and get more playful and be able to um, realize that, wow, okay, if we, if I can verbalize that I'd like to move slower and that I don't want to have a time restraint on sex, um, how much that helped me like amplify my pleasure. Um, I realized that it was hard for me to receive pleasure, to receive like if all the focus was on me. Um, and I was like, what is that? Like, why? What, what's happening in that space? Why am I so in my head? Um, and I realized because there was this overall, like, the whatever actions we were doing or whatever I was receiving was strictly to, like, get me to climax. Mm. Not just to, like, explore my sensations and my body and 
to try like new pathways and new things and new positions and have it really be like this really sacred like moment instead of just like autopilot almost. Right. Yeah, I I love I love that you're speaking about this. It's one of my favorite things to uh to facilitate, to guide people through that I work with. This like connection to themselves, like this um this commitment, I guess, to your sexual relationship, not with your partner, but with yourself. And I think I I've definitely had some experience telling my clients in the past to rather than focus so much about what's going on in their sexual relationship with their partner to instead focus and and put attention and intention on the solo sexual relationship that they have with themselves, not as a way to take away from the sexual relationship that they have with their partner, but as a way to add to it. And so the way that you were able to use your solo sexual relationship as a method to exploring yourself, um, being more clear about what turns you on, exploring what pleasure looks like for you, and also even just like working through some of the limiting beliefs that you had about sex in itself, like sex with your partner as a whole. Like solo sexual relationships are so powerful, you know. I think, I think so often in our culture, and I've heard this many times too. That that like, you know, if you masturbate too much, it's taking away from, from your you know committed sexual partnership that you have. And I think it's actually the opposite. I think that solo sexual relationships can be an amazing, um, an amazing way for you to connect with your partners in a sexual way, on a more deeper more intimate level. Uh, there's, and it's so, it's so funny how it works out because it, it definitely sounds counterintuitive, but just based on my experience, both personally and like professionally, it, it works, you know? It fully works. I feel like I'm like living proof of that too. Yeah. Yeah. And it was so beautiful to watch you come home to yourself through your solo sexual relationship and also, achieve and experiment with new levels of sensuality and intimacy in your partnered sexual relationship. Yeah. There was also this like shattering of something that I I didn't even realize how much it was like holding me back, but this this belief that my person needs to meet all my needs. Mm. Like which is like in my opinion is totally unrealistic. Yeah. So when I was able to shine light on that and like realize that I was holding that weight, it was so liberating. It was so liberating to have like a beautiful conversation with her where we both got to like come into this consensual like space and get on the same page about like, let's talk about how we've been taught this fairy tale, right? And like that one person needs to be our emotional support and like needs to cover all of our sexual desires and like, like the list goes on and on and on, right? So that kind of was what opened my heart up to, opened it up to like 
this possibility of opening our relationship because that feels like that belief that like one person can't meet all my needs like fed this this exploration of well I believe I am here to 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 connect with other people to be seen to be touched to be to experience this life through different relationships and um that was something that I definitely was timid about. I was afraid of the unknown. I was afraid of what what does that mean? Like um do I have the capacity to love more than one person at once or like can I move through those bigger emotions um when things aren't black and white? And mm-hmm. um but but then I come back to like but what if I don't? What if I what if I don't allow myself to fully blossom and to fully like live in that state of liberation and I feel like I'd be doing a disservice to to myself and and my life. Yeah. I love that you mentioned the the non-monogamy piece or just like even just thinking about alternative forms of being in relationship with people. Uh, it often comes up in my work a lot, not necessarily like people who work with me end up being like polyamorous. That's like not what happens. But like, I think that there's something very powerful about even just having these discussions without any like set goal of like, okay, after we've had this discussion, we're now going to be dating other people. Like there's something very very healing, very illuminating about having conversations about that, about the fact that like, I love you, you are my partner, and I have to recognize the fact that you cannot meet every single need of mine. That's just not physically, humanly possible. And it's also not fair, you know? I mean, that's a lot of pressure and a lot of weight to put on your on your partner. So just being able to have awareness about that, having conversations about that, without it having to go toward like, okay, we're putting up an okay, keep it profile. I mean, there's something very powerful in just starting that conversation because suddenly you're beginning to form new stories, um, new traditions, new value systems around what romance, partnership, commitment, sexuality, love looks like, you know? And just like how we were saying earlier that, you know, you're not broken, the system's broken. I mean, I would also argue that like, relationships aren't broken. It's the system that we have created about what love looks like, about what partnership looks like, about what fidelity looks like is broken. And so when we begin to like analyze those things and like really interrogate and unpack those things, suddenly we have more possibilities. Like suddenly we're like, oh, we don't have to like live by this script that we watched our parents do and our grandparents do. Like we get to choose, we get to have the kind of relationship that we want to have. And that relationship can still look monogamous, but you come to that relationship with new intention and new like awareness. Like you both are signing up with consciousness for the particular relationship that you are both continuing to create. Yeah. 
I have the biggest smile on my face. I'm like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I say all of that because like, I know it's really easy for people to be like, not monogamy is the most, you know, enlightened way to be in relationship with folks. And, um, I don't necessarily believe that to be true. I mean, I think everyone is different. Everyone, every relationship is different, but I do think that having conversations where you both as a couple, whether you're in a monogamous relationship or in a non-monogamous relationship, pick apart your ideas of what commitment is based on what our culture has taught us. Like there's just something very empowering about being able to say like, nope, I'm going to choose how I want to be really in relationship. I'm going to choose how I want to respond. If my partner says that she finds someone else cute, like that doesn't necessarily have to mean that they're going to abandon me. That doesn't necessarily have to mean that they don't find me sexually attractive. I don't know. I, I've, I'm saying all of this because I've also, um, had so many beautiful conversations with my partners about these very things and just putting more mindfulness and more awareness to these things has created not just like a beautiful space for us to be in relationship, but it also just takes a lot of pressure (laughs) off of both of us, you know? Yes. It's such a like, ah, like breath. It's such an exhale. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I, I like completely agree with everything that you just shared. And I, I, I'm really starting to learn, like, as my wife and I continue to, like, open up our relationship, I'm learning that the epitome of love to me is liberation. And mm. so, like, when I am loving someone, it means that my heart is completely open to them, yet I'm not holding on. I'm not gripping. Mm. I'm not, like, in this state of, like, protectiveness that I, I'm able to simultaneously love and let go at the same time. And like that has been one of the most beautiful experiences that I've had recently where I just feel like my heart's like cracked open and I feel like this is something so beautifully vulnerable that I, that I feel proud to be moving through right now. I feel like it's very egoless and it's very um, like, spiritual and it's it reminds me that love is so much more vast than yeah the ideas that we've been taught that it is yeah yeah because like in our culture love is possession you know love is overprotected um love is like i don't know it's love isn't jealousy but it's that feeling behind jealousy like i mean i've i i know that you've probably heard this amongst your friends like oh yeah my boo when when they're jealous like it makes me feel good because i know that he really really loves me or that he really likes me like if we strip all of those things away and be like okay what exactly is love if it wasn't these problematic and like not very true ideas of what love is in terms of like it's it's possession, it's overprotectiveness, it's like pain and like, you know, heartbreak. Like, what is it? And suddenly, like, yeah, it's, it becomes this really beautiful thing. And that's not to say that like love in those relationships don't incorporate those things. I mean, we're all human and we're still operating within these systems that have been around forever (laughs) that have told us that love is jealousy and protectiveness and, you know, all of those things. But I mean, it definitely gives us a better way to create new foundations that we want our relationship to stand on, you know? Yeah, exactly. 
One of my favorite things that I, that I witnessed when you and I were working together was how through this work, you started to come more into your position, your role as a healer as well, as, as an empowerer of other women, other femme folks. And so I wondered if you could talk a little bit about like that process for you. Like, cause I, I remember when we first started, I know that you kind of had an inkling that you were wanting to do this work, but I feel like at the end, like our very last session, it was like solidified. Like you knew not just like what you wanted to do, but precisely who you wanted to help and how. And I'm curious about like how that work helped shaped the work that you're now doing for other women and other femmes. Yeah, this work that we did together, like we said earlier, it was like such divine timing. <laughs> it was like all of these these threads started coming together in my life. And I feel that you held this space that allowed the healer within me and allowed this really deep, innate desire to hold space for other people to really blossom. Like it fully, like you said, like it came into fruition during our work. And and it, it came because I finally let myself, I gave myself permission and I said to myself, I'm made for this. Like, this is why I'm here. And up until that point, I my soul knew that, but I was so afraid of not being ready or of not being enough or feeling like I needed to get all of these credentials and all of these things before I could hold space. And what I realized is, like, if I were to wait until I was completely healed to to be a healer like I would never start right <laughs> right and like it like that um that reality that like oh we are all collectively and continuously moving through healing that it's never done there's no destination that this is like this is about how can I authentically and genuinely open my heart and hold space for people that are meant to come into my field and are meant to like that just like I did within you I saw myself in you and I knew that you could be like this influencer for me I knew that you could be this reminder of all of the wisdom that I already had within mm. and that's exactly what I what I am doing now for my clients that I'm very much like I, I don't believe in hierarchy and I don't believe that anyone else has answers that other people don't and I feel that it's so important within this work to be okay with not always having the answers and be honest about where am I in my own journey and then to allow that to show other people that they're not alone, to show other people that everything that they're moving through is okay and, it, and like it's on purpose, you know? Yeah, I love that. I so love that. And I'm so glad that you are doing this work. I mean, your work is such a testament to the reason why I do this work because it's not just to help heal the person that I'm in session with. 
I have this awareness and this understanding that when I am in session with someone, I'm not just healing them. I'm healing their entire female lineage that came before them. And then I'm also helping to heal all the people that are in their, you know, in their immediate universe, you know, their lovers, their friends, their family members, their community. There's something incredibly powerful about healing yourself because it helps others to find healing within themselves. And so that's one of my favorite, I guess, outcomes of the work that we did together is seeing you heal yourself, seeing you come to new understandings and and live new stories within yourself. And then also you're going to do it for other people. Like you're, yeah. you're literally doing it for other people in the same way that, you know, we work together. You are also being a conduit of healing, a conduit of empowerment and exploration and liberation for others. And I'm like, anytime that I hear someone else is doing this kind of work, like within sort of the realm of the work that I'm doing, I'm like, oh, yes, we need more. <laughs> we need more people like you who's doing this work because um, it's it's definitely a collective effort, you know? Yes. Thank you. And I, I feel that so deeply. I feel like this awakening and this rising and I feel that like we really do need more we really do need more of it and I I was so appreciative and grateful of just like your grace and your like giving of and your openness and like there's so much of our culture that teaches us that we have to like keep our resources secret and we have to like yes be in competition with people in the same line of work and like it was just so like inspiring and so profound that you held the space to be like yes step in yes like please like join me in this work yes like here's resources yes yes you can do it right like there was so much encouragement and so much love that you shared with me to be able to have the courage to step in and I'm like eternally grateful for that because like we all really we can't do this work alone, right? Yeah. We can't, we need that, we need the guides, we need the support, we need that love and we need like that new lens of like you saw me so in my power before I fully even stepped into it. And like mm. for like that is the greatest gift, right? That I could ask for in, in a guide, a healer, so. Amazing. Yeah. And thank you so much for sharing your journey and for showing up so bravely and so boldly in every session that we had. I mean, the work that we did together was so inspiring to me on a personal level. And I'm just so grateful and like feel very like blessed that I was able to cross paths with you and witness your growth and your transformation. And um, I'm so happy to have you as like a sister and doing this work, you know, like it's really rad to have watched you transform. And also it's incredibly rad to watch you help transform other people. So thank you. I just got chills. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I know this whole conversation has been giving me all kinds of chills and like, I don't know, there's definitely spirit. Every time I talk to you, I feel like spirit shows up and is like definitely making sure that we know that it's here. So yeah, I, I love chatting with you. It's so great. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been such a gift and you have been 
an immeasurable gift in my life and such a soulmate. So I'm just like endlessly, endlessly grateful for the work you're doing, for the ways in which you're showing up for yourself and for your clients. And oh, it's, it's absolutely incredible. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, hey, before I let you go, if you're feeling all kinds of inspired after listening to Che Che's Sexual Awakening and you're craving to experience a similar kind of healing and transformation with your sexuality, I want to invite you to start this journey with me. Let's do it together. My books are now open for new clients starting in 2019, and I would love to make some magic with you. If you're ready to invest in yourself, if you're ready to make a lasting transformation in your sexual life, go to sexloveliberation.com slash healing and put in an application to work with me. Again, that's sexloveliberation.com slash healing to liberate and heal your sexuality in 2019 once and for all. I'll see you there. The Sexually Liberated Woman is produced, edited, and designed by me, Effion Whitney, with editing help by Justine McClellan and community support from each one of my very special patrons on Patreon. As for me, you can find me on my website, sexloveliberation.com, where you can subscribe to my newsletter and learn more about my work as a sexuality doula. I'm also on Instagram at evian.whitney. Thank you so much for hanging out with me in 2018. Have an amazing winter, and I will see you in 2019. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.